Welcome back to Life in the Breed. This is Amy Embody. We have been on a break. I hope you have been too. But now as August is upon us and school is upon us or homeschool or goodness only knows what in the next few weeks, I thought we would start a new series to give you a little bit of support. This one is called First Things First, Next Things Next. So whether you are educating children at home or at school, you've got to put first things first. And ladies and gents, God is first. Knowing God, loving God, serving God, these are first. Elizabeth Elliot, missionary, author, and speaker, famously said that when we don't know what to do, we should do the next thing. Of course, anyone working with children, and perhaps especially at home, knows that it is not always easy to determine what that next thing is or ought to be. When I was homeschooling my own four young children, it was a constant contest between kitchen, laundry, bathroom, cooking, and yes, educating the children. I landed on my own protocol of sorting things out according to whether I could be teaching while the thing was happening. For example, laundry, some kinds of cooking, etc. And finally, I adopted my own personal priorities. Kitchen, a load of laundry in, something into the crock pot, teach. But we started our day with an actual breakfast together, all around the table, usually oatmeal or eggs, accompanied by a scripture verse and praises to the Lord. Then it was morning chores and job charts. Everyone's morning chores were about the same. They were the things that were meant to become autopilot, making the bed, getting dressed, brushing teeth and hair, but job charts consisted of divisions of labor that would make our home a setting in which we could think, read, write, study, and experience some degree of shalom, despite its being a small home and a big family. The job chart assignments changed and adjusted as our household needs evolved and as each child grew in skill and responsibility. These jobs included typical tasks like unload the dishwasher or feed the cat. They also included tasks like wipe out the bathroom sink or vacuum the mudroom or girls sort laundry from the girls' room or water the tomatoes. We gathered at the kitchen table by about nine o'clock in the morning, and the house would be tolerable. I would have been an opportunist myself during morning chores and job charts, tackling those tasks that could be working on themselves as I prepped to organize and then instruct my little flock. Then we engaged with our studies. It all sounds hopelessly old-fashioned. We were actually pioneers at the time, since... I knew no one else who was homeschooling, and it hadn't yet become a thing. I homeschooled my children with what I would call varying degrees of effectiveness, 
and success for about two decades. Then I went into education in a more official way, teaching in a faltering little private Christian school, then teaching in a thriving private Christian school, then leading that school, and finally devoting myself full-time to establishing the Center for Redemptive Education. And friends, not one struggle, not one experience, not one success, and certainly not one failure was wasted. God used every one of them to forge what would ultimately become redemptive education. I still draw on those decades of endeavor, of striving and rejoicing, as I now offer support to teachers and administrators, moms and dads who are dedicated to their own quest to align with God's design and their children's education. But whatever your school or your homeschool setting, whatever your particular circumstances are, finding a simple, basic protocol for how to approach your next thing can provide focus and clarity. In her children's classic, The Important Book, Margaret Wise Brown discusses common objects such as a spoon or snow or an apple. She launches the discussion by stating, the important thing about a spoon is, and then she lists other things that are also true about the spoon, but concludes her discussion by restating, but the important thing about a spoon is. You might want to take a similar approach in figuring out what your next thing should be, What's the thing that will mess up everything else if it doesn't happen first? Or what's the thing that's going to bite you if you neglect it one more hour or one more day? What's the thing you want to share with your children above all else? What is the important thing? If you are a teacher in a school or in your home, there are actually more important things to do than you can possibly accomplish. Rest in the fact of your limitations. Rest in the fact of God's power made perfect in our weakness. Rest in the space between, apart from him I can do nothing, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Rest in the space between he knows our frame that we are but dust and he makes me bold with strength in my soul. Put first things first. Do next things next. And at the end of the day or the week or the semester or the year, rest in this exhortation. Be steadfast immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing, now pay attention, friends, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. God bless you this day, this week, this semester, this year. I pray that the Lord brings you wisdom and much rest, even in the midst of earnest endeavor. This is Amy Embody saying goodbye till next time.